This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Elena Enake bringing you the news, but first the headlines. Romania already reached 62% of its national targets for the implementation of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, President Klaus Johannes said at the United Nations. Romanian Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu is discussing with trade unions and employers' associations about the package of fiscal measures for which he will assume responsibility in Parliament. The Bucharest Chamber of Deputies rejected a simple motion tabled by the centre-right opposition against the Social Democratic Minister of Health, Alexandru Rafila. Romania attends pleadings in the International Court of Justice in the case initiated by Ukraine against the Russian Federation regarding accusations of genocide. And 29 degrees Celsius in Bucharest at noon. Romania has achieved 62% of its national targets with respect to the implementation of the 2030 Sustainable Development Agenda, Romanian President Klaus Johannes said at a summit held on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. He also said Romania made significant progress in respect of the goals relating to environmental protection and curbing climate change. Johannes pointed out that in the seven years left until 2030, the international community must intensify cooperation for actions that generate results are not possible without unity, solidarity and strong multilateral involvement. He also said Romania is a partner in building a sustainable society and economy. Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu is today holding talks with trade unions and employers' associations on the new fiscal measures set to take effect on October 1st in Romania. The bill is first to be passed by the PSD Penele government, and then the ruling coalition will take responsibility for it before Parliament, most likely next week. The document includes new fiscal measures aimed at strengthening the fight against tax evasion and cutting budget spending. The opposition argues that the proposed measures will have a negative impact on the economy, on entrepreneurs and the liberal professions, which is why Save Romania Union announced it was already discussing with other parliamentary parties the options for a no-confidence motion. Romania is participating today in The Hague before the International Court of Justice as an intervening state in the pleadings in the case initiated by Ukraine against the Russian Federation regarding accusations of genocide. According to a press release of the Foreign Affairs Ministry in Bucharest, for reasons of efficiency and good administration of justice, considering the extremely close legal positions in this case and the very large number of interveners, 
Romania, together with Belgium, Croatia, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, Ireland, Luxembourg and Sweden, will present a joint plea. The ministry emphasizes that the participation in these procedures reflects the importance given by Romania to complying with the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, as well as the trust in the role of the International Court of Justice, the main judicial body of the United Nations. The Bucharest Chamber of Deputies has rejected a simple motion tabled by the centre-right opposition against the Social Democratic Minister of Health, Alexandru Rafila. This has been the first most of this kind in the current parliament season. The initiators are blaming Rafila for the way he managed the health reforms and investments stipulated in the National Plan of Recovery and Resilience. They also blame him for the delays in the application norms of the National Plan for Combating Cancer. Rafila has rejected the allegations and has deemed the opposition's move as demagogical. And that was the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. The Romanian Finance Ministry has posted for public review a set of tax-related measures for which the government will take responsibility before Parliament. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Roxana Vasile. New fiscal measures are set to take effect on October the 1st in Romania after they were posted for public review by the Finance Ministry following months of negotiations. The authorities are hoping to narrow the budget deficit and to avoid losing billions of euros in EU funding. One such measure is a 1% tax on turnover for small and medium-sized enterprises with annual revenues of up to €60,000 and a 3% tax if their revenues go above this threshold. Banks and large companies with turnover in excess of €50 million are to pay a minimum tax of 1%. In the IT industry, the income tax exemption valid so far will only remain in place for employees making up to €2,000 a month, while contributions to public health insurance funds are reintroduced for workers in agriculture, the food industry and constructions. Holiday vouchers will be worth more. 
but they will only be received by public sector employees with net incomes below 1,600 euros. And a ceiling will be introduced for the bonus paid for dangerous or harmful working conditions. In turn, the VAT for housing and photovoltaic panels will be raised from 5 to 9 percent. And foodstuffs with high sugar content will carry a standard 19 percent VAT rate. The 5% VAT remains in place for firewood, thermal power, books and access to tourist sites and cultural events. In the case of houses worth over 500,000 euros and vehicles over 75,000 euros, a 0.3% tax will be levied on the difference between those ceilings and the asset value. The government also plans to cut at least 25% of the state secretary positions, to scrap vacant posts and restrict executive positions in public institutions and in companies running on public capital. The bill outlining these measures is first to be passed in cabinet and then the ruling coalition made up of the Social Democratic Party and the National Liberal Party will take responsibility for it before parliament. Within three days after the document is presented to Parliament, a no-confidence motion may be tabled, and if endorsed, it leads to the government stepping down. The opposition argues that the proposed measures will have a negative impact on the economy, on entrepreneurs and the liberal professions, which is why Save Romania Union announced it was already discussing with other parliamentary parties the options for a no-confidence motion. In theory, such a motion stands no chances to pass, but in practice nothing is impossible. And since in 2024 Romania will hold local, parliamentary, presidential and EU elections, the stakes are huge and a failure, either for the government or for the opposition, is equally dangerous. Romanian President Klaus Johannes addressed the Sustainable Development Goals Summit held on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly in New York. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Sorin Titus Jordan. <music> Romania has already achieved 62% of its national targets with respect to the implementation of the 2030 Sustainable Development Agenda said the country's president, Klaus Johannes, at a summit held on the sidelines of the 78th UN General Assembly. He presented data from the 2023 Voluntary National Review of the Implementation of the Sustainable Development Goals, noting that Romania made significant progress in respect of the goals relating to environmental protection and curbing climate change. He mentioned the further development of institutional bodies aiding the implementation of these goals, training experts in the field and establishing a national set of sustainable development indicators. He also said that Romania adopted efficient strategies to mitigate and adapt to climate change, as well as a circular economy and educational elements with respect to climate change, all of which are a priority for the Bucharest administration. He told all those present that Romania was their partner in building a sustainable society and economy. Johannes also warned that in the seven years left until 2030, the international community must intensify cooperation for actions that generate results 
are not possible without unity, solidarity and strong multilateral involvement. He called for further consolidation of the UN development system, better monitoring of the implementation of the Sustainable Development Goals and for the development policies to be based on science and quality data. Romania adopted the 2030 Sustainable Development Agenda in September 2015. A global plan for action, it seeks to strike a balance between the economic, social and environmental components. Romania thus joined a group of 192 UN member states that adopted 17 Sustainable Development Goals, including eradicating extreme poverty and famine, combating inequality and injustice, and ensuring a balance between consumption and production, clean and affordable energy and climate actions to protect the planet. The foreign ministry in Bucharest said that as a member of the European Union, Romania contributes to the fulfillment of the Sustainable Development Goals on an international level, through the support it gives to other countries and the official development assistance. And that was Radio Newsreel. Coming up next, it's Song of the Day. Listen to Florin Riste with the song The Wings. De câte ori n-ai avut curajul să fi văzut Poate un gest, un cuvânt, ar fi schimbat ceva De câte ori n-ai putut să fii destul mai mult Acum poți fi tot ce ai vrut, rămâi în pielea ta Lumea se așteaptă
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today and our guest on society today is Razvan Petri, a graduate of King's College London where he studied political science and a graduate student in public policy at University College, also in the capital of Great Britain. Razvan is equally concerned with the civic and political involvement of young people in his native country. And this concern is motivated by the lack of interest shown in these matters by a good part of the generation to which he belongs. Why is explained by Rezvan Petri himself. I think there is some disinterest, but I don't think it's necessarily the fault of this generation. That is, young people or people who don't get involved in politics and civic action. It is about very low trust in political leaders, in political institutions, and in state and European institutions in general. But this low confidence is caused more by those who should lead us and make decisions for us than by any special characteristic of today's youth. They are as interested or disinterested as ever, but simply our opinion leaders as well as political ones, and our institutions do not know how to communicate with young people. Because of this, it is very difficult for them to be involved in politics and to be attracted by politicians. And because interest awakens starting with information, Razban Petri, together with his friend Vlad Adamescu, co-founded the civic initiative Politics to the Minute, which aims to make politics more accessible to young people. Carried out online and on social networks, this project tries to make up for the absence of civic education classes, which are taught only at the primary and secondary levels, and not at the high school level. Here is Razvan Patri talking about that. We collect all the information we think they need and present it through a few slides that we present on social networks in the most attractive, simple, and easy-to-understand way. Basically, we translate what is happening from the political and legislative language into the language of everyday people, something that should have already been done by the people trying to communicate. I think that if we started earlier, from school to high school, to explain to children what they need to know about the political system and how important democracy is, it would be easier to have a more involved and informed generation. And more than that, if they did civic education and understood that, for example, the president cannot build highways by himself, that the Prime Minister is elected by Parliament, 
and that parliamentary elections are perhaps more important, or at least as important as the presidential ones, they would know better how the political system works and would not make the mistake of blaming someone who has nothing to do with a given situation. Not all teenagers and young people are, however, disinterested in civics and politics. And those who want to get involved are attracted, above all, by matters very close to their world, as Razvan Petri notes. Aș spune că interesează foarte mult lucrurile care se întâmplă la nivel local, în comunitățile lor, în orașele lor, pentru că foarte mulți ar vrea să... I would say that they are very interested in things that happen locally, in their communities and cities, because a lot of people would like to make the city, or sometimes even the village where they live, a better place. And then the fields of action would be local ones, relating to streets, parks, playgrounds, or even schools. And of course, they are very interested in aspects related to students' rights, the way that the dynamic between teachers and students unfolds, and the observance of students' rights. Many asked and wanted to know whether or not it makes sense to get involved in student councils and how to do it to better represent student interests. For several years now, However, a worrying trend has appeared among young people. For example, an extensive study carried out in 2019 by the Friedrich Ebert Foundation showed that, while the majority of young people in Romania believed that democracy is the only acceptable way of governing a country, 23% of them said that, under special conditions, they would take into account a dictatorship too. And recently, another study, which this time did not include Romania, demonstrates that this preference is shared by a significant part of the young generation around the world. The study called Open Society Barometer, Is Democracy Effective?, carried out between May and July 2023 in 30 countries, found that only 57% of young people between the ages of 18 and 36 believe that democracy is preferable to any other form of government, while at the same time 42% of them support a military regime. However, Rezvan Petri believes that the preference for autocracy in 2019, but also today, expressed by almost a quarter of young Romanians, must be carefully interpreted within context. Here is Razvan Petri again. Trust in democratic institutions is very low, and democracy now seems a little outdated. It seems that it is moving with difficulty, and that results are not really forthcoming. And very importantly, this survey also contained information related to how the same politicians rotate through the same positions. It seems that no matter what we do, the same people are in power. You have been listening to Society Today. Romania, the eastern flank. Welcome, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. 
Nearly 300 Romanian, French and Belgian troops with some 100 vehicles and other equipment trained together at the Bogata range near Turda in central Romania as part of the Black Rhino exercise. It was the fifth multinational training exercise for the members of the 814th Tank Battalion this year. The central element of the exercise was a 36-hour action that started with a 12-kilometer march. The Romanian, French and Belgian troops, also trained in the use of field combat equipment, did infantry armament shooting practice and practiced medical evacuation using the helicopters of the A-Base 71 Campiaturzi. In real-life war cases, first aid and medevac are critical, which is why the troops practiced various separate scenarios using different procedures. Different nations speaking different languages and using different procedures took part in the exercise and according to the organizers, bringing these people together in a joint exercise after one week of preparation is not easy, although not impossible. The exercise proved that the type of equipment used in training is irrelevant as long as people learn to work together as a team. And this is precisely what must be developed among servicemen. And one should also understand that progress in terms of technical equipment, procuring new equipment and training in using it are not easy to do. They take time, a lot of money and a lot of planning, the organizers also said. So far this year, the tankmen in Turda have also trained with other NATO partners deployed to Romania. Their next exercise, jointly with French and Dutch troops, is Zimbru 23 at the Smyrdan Combat Training Center in Galat County, eastern Romania. Know-how exchanges were initiated in 2004 between the 72nd Battalion CBRN Defense Negruvoda in Sigishwara, central Romania, and the 31st CBRN Brigade of the Alabama National Guard. But since 2017, the American partners have been present in Romania on an annual basis, taking part in chemical, biological, radiological and nuclear defense training programs, the most recent of which was Guardian Mask 23. You have been listening to Romania, the Eastern Flank. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I'm Eugen Nasta. The Champions League in Women's Handball's 2023-2024 edition has now reached the second round of the group stage. Holders CSM Bucharest and runner-up Team Rapid represent Romania in the competition. 
CSM has been included in Group A, while Rapid in Group B. There are eight teams for each of the two series. The first two teams in descending order play straight in the league's quarterfinals. According to a round-robin system, third, fourth, fifth and sixth place teams will prove their mettle in the playoff fixtures. The four winning teams add up to the list of teams that have already booked their ticket for the quarterfinals. After the first two rounds, both CSM and Rapid have a win and a defeat on their record sheet. CSM, in their debut home game, defeated Danish opponents Ordenze 28-24, then sustained a 24-26 defeat by German side Bittiheim away. In the first round, Rapid sustained a 28-23 defeat by Esbjerg of Denmark, then secured a 26-25 win against Polish team Zaglebie Lubin. Fixtures counting towards the third round are scheduled at the weekend in a match hosted by the multipurpose sports hall in Bucharest. On Saturday, CSM face Hungarian challenger Gür, the team that will most likely win the current edition of the league, according to the bookmakers. Gür won the away game against French team Bresse-Bretagne 24-23 and trounced Hungarian side Debrecen at home 35-23. Also in Bucharest, but on Sunday... Rapid take on Danish team Ikast. The latter team provided the league's first great surprise so far, winning the match against the winners of the league's previous edition. Vipers Christiansand, 30-26. In the second round, Ikast secured another win in France, 39-36, against Metzon Bal. On the European Handball Federation's website at eurohandball.com, posted on the page dedicated to the women's version of the Champions League, there is a portrait of Cristina Nagu, who said she wanted to win the league yet again with CSM Bucharest. The internationally acclaimed Romanian handballer went on to say she badly wanted to win the league to inspire her fellow handballers to help them learn they can get everything if they work hard and think big. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Welcome to Truly Romanian with me, Elena Enache. Today's edition features the late vocalist Petrica Mutsu Stoyan. We start the program with a song about his sweetheart. <laughs> Așa că la noi la munte Cum 
bine când se întâlnește Frumos să mai primește În oprec cu pui mărunți Așa că la We continue Truly Romanian with another song performed by Petrica Mățu Stoian, a song from his native region of Mehedinți. Thank you. 
Mașinie am fost ostanit Ce am adormit Cam stat baș la stână Și-o venit furtuna Stâna mi-o trasnit Voi mult ce-o murit Lasă moară toace Să avem sănătoace Amendei să fim Și să ne The next song I invite you to listen to is a song entitled My Ship and is performed by Petrica Mutsu Stoyan. Today's edition of Truly Romanian with what last song performed by Petrica Mutsustoyan, a song entitled Handsome. Tu e loc în 
Living Romania Focus on Romania Coming up next on Radio Romania International Simply Folk Welcome to Simply Folk, I'm Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to a fine song from Bukovina in the Northeast, performed by one of the region's most accomplished traditional music vocalists, Stefania Rarish. Să mă ascund, că-i doar tu ca sofru 
Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Happening in Romania with me, Lecramera Simeon, your host this week. At the end of last week, the Romanian librarian, Avram Iancu, finished the swimming race on the Rhine through which he wanted to support Romania's accession to the Schengen area. The multi-sport athlete from Petroșani swam without a wetsuit and managed to cover the 1,032 kilometers of the river in 48 days. Although my effort was titanic and unimaginable, it represents only a small and humble contribution to our wish to make our message heard in the world Romania is in Europe, Yanku wrote on his Facebook page. As arguments for Romania's integration into Schengen, Avram Yanku nominated several Romanian personalities, from Nadia Comaneci and Constantin Brancusi to Traian Vuia or Petra Poenaru, and emphasized that millions of Romanians are now working in Europe. Avram Yanku started the race on July 16th in the city of Constanz in Germany, and at the end of the race, the Romanian was awaited by a representative of the Romanian embassy in the Netherlands, who handed him a diploma and a trophy. In the summer of 2017, the athlete from Petroșan became the first man in the world to swim across the Danube River. The soldiers representing Romania in the 2023 Invictus Games from Dusseldorf were received by the Minister of Defense, Angel Tulver, and the Chief of the Defense Staff, General Daniel Petrescu, before leaving for Germany. The Romanian Defense Ministry conveys that, in sign of appreciation for the results obtained at the previous editions of the sports competitions, the minister handed the Romanian flag to the captain of the team, platoon adjutant Florin Bok. The Romanian team is made up of 20 wounded soldiers with degrees of disability 1, 2, and 3, or limited capacity, who will compete in eight sports disciplines, seven individual, archery, athletics, ergometer, rowing, powerlifting, cycling, tennis, table, and swimming, and a team discipline, sitting volleyball. The Invictus Games 2023 will take place from September 9th to 16th and will bring together representatives from 21 countries around the world. Romania is at its fourth participation after the editions in Toronto in 2017, Sydney in 2018, and The Hague in 2022 during which the Romanian athletes won 26 medals, of which 11 gold, 11 silver, and 4 bronze. You are listening to Radio Romania International. 
Romania won three silver medals and one bronze at the International Informatics Olympiad in Zeged, Hungary, the Education Ministry announced. The silver medals were obtained by the students Alexandru Raul Todoran from the Aurel Vlaicu Theoretical High School from Orostie, Luca Perju Verzotti from Tudor Viano National College of Informatics in Bucharest, and Andrei Robertion from the International High School of Informatics in Bucharest. The bronze was awarded to Alexandru Lukianov from the Bucharest International Informatics High School. Thus, Romania maintains the second place in the world ranking based on the total number of medals obtained at the International Informatics Olympiad, with 127 medals, of which 33 gold, 58 silver, and 36 bronze, on a par with Poland and behind China. 351 competitors from 90 countries participated in the 35th edition of the International Informatics Olympiad. On September 2nd, the Tales of Communism Museum announced the opening of a new temporary exhibition dedicated to the first days of school during the communist period. Under the title The First Bell, this unique exhibition will include photographs and authentic objects from the classrooms, as well as student supplies. The exhibition is the result of a close partnership with the Museum of Amateur Filmmakers and the Archive of Photography, to two valuable institutions providing the essential photographic material to illustrate the atmosphere and transformations of that era. The exhibition was opened to the public on Saturday, September 2nd, and can be visited free of charge every day from Tuesday to Sunday. The Tales of Communism Museum is a social enterprise established within the project Social Enterprise Accelerator. The international group exhibition Layers of Reality, a transatlantic artistic dialogue, will be opened on September 8th at the New York headquarters of the Romanian Cultural Institute. The project, which takes place under the auspices of Timisoara 2023 European Capital of Culture, is organized by the Faculty of Arts and Design of the West University of Timisoara in partnership with the School of Visual Arts from New York. The exhibition is curated by Maria Orosantela from Romania and Lotte Marie Allen and L.J. McNervy from the U.S. and presents the works of Romanian artists Aura Bălănescu, Dorian Bolca, Cosmin Hayash and Andrea Medar, graduates of the Faculty of Arts and Design in Timișoara, and three American artists, Herschel Carbajal, Christy Kish and Jintong Yang, graduates of the School of Visual Arts in New York. According to the Romanian Culture Institute, this initiative is part of its cultural strategy to create a dialogue platform both between Romanian and American or international artists and between Romanian and American art and academic institutions in order to develop long-term partnerships. The Layers of Reality exhibition will remain open until September 28th. A poetry anthology including 28 poets from Bihor and Bessarabia 
was offered by the Pro Lyrica Orada Cultural Association on the occasion of the Romanian Language Day as part of a cultural marathon that took place between August 31st and September 3rd in the Chisinau Bacioi area in the Republic of Moldova. The anthology, entitled Love of the Romanian Language, coordinated by the poet Mihaela Dindelegan, includes the creations of 13 Moldovan poets and 15 poets from Bihor. Dindelegan said that of the 300 books printed with the financial support of the Bihor County Council, some were distributed at the county library in Orada and 50 were given to several cultural institutions on the left side of the Prut River. According to her, the celebration of the Romanian language on August 31st brought together poets, writers, literary critics, visual and lyrical artists from Romania, the Republic of Moldova and Bulgaria. Children from 16 countries participated in a contest of essays, stories and compositions with the theme I and Romania, organized by the Historical Communities Department within the General Directorate of Representations Abroad and Historical Communities of the Romanian Cultural Institute in the period between the Day of Romanians Everywhere and the Romanian Language Day. Most of the competing works came from children from Ukraine namely 12, Italy 9, and Cyprus 8, followed by children from Germany, France, the US, Greece, Spain, Portugal, Great Britain, Serbia, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Sweden, Hungary, and Mexico. The works, grouped by three age categories, were evaluated by an independent jury that decided the winners of the nine prizes. And that's all from Happening in Romania. From me, Lecremiara Simeon, it's goodbye now. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro.